improvise solo, I kind of come up with these short format, um, three to five minute solos with different specific techniques that I'll use during that solo. And I was just trying to imagine how I could write this for the quartet so that they would get what I was trying to do and, and follow the same kind of patterns that I was interested in. Um, so, so that's what it is, is it's just me trying to rewrite a quartet version of what I had already been kind of developing um, as a soloist. And so it's in three sections and the first one is kind of the most open uh, and has a lot of different kind of like rustling and noisy sounds and the middle one is just is kind of like a grumbling vocal <laughs> sound and then the last section is a, a 12 note chromatic chord stacked on top of each other with voice and double stops that moves around and kind of slithers around so that's the piece Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. My guests on the program today are the String Quartet, The Rhythm Method. I was able to talk with all four of them. We just heard from Leah Asher, composer and violinist for the String Quartet, talking about her piece Under the Guise, which I'll return to in just a moment. But we'll also hear from Carrie Fry, Marina Kifferstein, and Megan Burke as well. And we're going to hear music from three of them. Carrie has a piece in the works, so hopefully I can return later on and feature that as well. So I will chat with all of them and feature some really fantastic music. But first, let's return and hear all of Leah Asher's piece, Under the Guise. Here's the rhythm method to perform.
Megan and I are the only remaining founding members of the quartet. Um, we started it um, in 2014, June of 2014 was our first concert. Um, and it was actually, uh, Megan and I wanted to play some duos and then, and then we were like, hey, string quartets are really great. Um, that's a great instrumentation, huh? <laughs> Why don't we see if some, some people will come and play some quartet repertoire with us as well on this concert. And, um, and we, we put together the, you know, the founding group, um, which included Anne Lanzalotti on viola and Lavinia Pavlish on violin. Um, we had an excellent first concert and decided to just keep it going. Um, yeah. And then Leah, Leah joined us uh, when uh, Lavinia left in, when was that? 2016. 2016. It feels like forever. Um, and then Carrie is our newest member. We actually, uh, we, we had another violist and, and left the group um, a, a while back and we were working for a few years with Wendy Richman, um, who uh, has since relocated to LA and um, Carrie joined us. Really, I think we, we sent out the, you know, will you marry us email in, in like early March or something. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> my life is going to be so good this year. And you know, this was good. <laughs> but we've actually been pretty active with Carrie this year, um, all things considered. So that's good. When you, when you became a quartet then, and you went from two friends getting together to play duos to a quartet. Did you want to have a specific focus in mind? Was there a, a gap in quartet repertoire you were looking to solve or, or, or um, highlight? What, what were the thoughts there? I think initially we were just kind of excited to play music that we liked, um, much of which was contemporary. We met, um, well, I met both Marina and Leah through the contemporary music performance program at MSM. Um, and Carrie was subsequently in that program after I had graduated. Um, but yeah, we were excited about new music, but also excited about old music. Um, and we also were interested in improvising and composing sort of as the group developed, we sort of uh, sharpened that focus on our being composer performers. And I think all also got a little bit more comfortable with calling ourselves composers. Um, and putting our music out there and creating this space to kind of support the creation and workshopping of each other's music. Can we talk about Hysteria? Yeah, sure. So um, Hysteria is the opening track on uh, the album we just released uh, called A Few Concerns. Uh, it's an officially by Megan Burke and The Rhythm Method. Uh, so I am a songwriter and the rhythm method over the years has very uh, graciously and lovingly kind of encouraged me to expand my songwriting practice into sort of both string quartet arrangements of existing songs and then pieces that I've written um, specifically for the rhythm method. So this album is a collection of those pieces as well as some improvised interludes. Um, and yeah, Hysteria is a piece I wrote a couple of years ago. Um, originally for myself singing and playing, but sort of always with the idea that it would become a rhythm method piece. And it explores um, this sort of like archaic, psychological, gynecological idea of hysteria as the wandering womb. Um, and the, you know, you're, you're feeling a little bit off today or angry at the world, you know, not because the world has done you wrong or because you're in a terrible marriage or whatever, but because uh, your womb has dislodged itself and is traipsing about your body like some kind of magic school bus, um, which I find to be a really sort of hilarious and disturbing, but also kind of beautiful image. Um, yeah, so as as with lots of things that make me think or feel things, I, I made it into a song um, and in this, I really enjoyed kind of drawing on the Rhythm Method's improvisatory capabilities as well, and also vocal capabilities. Um, so there's a lot of uh, sort of open, like scratching and uh, 
glitchy type stuff uh, that is just sort of called the, the circus waltz section. Uh, there's kind of a big text collage at the climax of the song. What I refer to in the score as the chorus of mansplaining. Unfortunately, there's uh, no shortage of texts for mansplaining. So <laughs> I, sorry about that, but keep, keep, keep turning them into something awesome. <laughs> please, please rewrite them, repurpose them <laughs> by all means. Don't be unnerved. Don't get 
That's Hysteria by Megan Burke from the album A Few Concerns, which is out now, and you should check it out. And we heard the Rhythm Method performing. They are my guests today on Relevant Tones. Next up is a piece by Marina Kifferstein. Basically, the, the piece is structured like a, a prolonged, very simple, like basically perfect authentic cadence. Like it's, it's basically just like a one, four, five, one pro progression, but instead of, but it happens over the course of about, um, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. And it's like all the overtones of each of those chords. So we're, we're kind of exploring this overtone space of each of these sonorities. And it's, it's quite an open score. Um, it takes up only two pages. The whole score is two pages, four systems. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's pretty, I think it can be pretty different from performance to performance, but in general, the, the harmonic content stays the same and the kind of overall arc stays the same. Mm -hmm. So how did you create it in such a way? I mean, you take a fairly common chord progression and then, I mean, it sounds like you stretch it out over time, but you also include elements of improvisation or ways, different directions that the performers can take so that it's a different performance every time. Can, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, basically if you, if you look at the score, there'll be between, for, for, for the first two sections, there's a, a played pitch and then a hummed pitch. Um, and in the first section, they're actually the same and, and there's only three of them. So each, each voice has uh, the choice to play one of three pitches, either played or, or hummed. Um, and then you have to breathe, of course, and take some pauses. So the, the improvised element is, is more about um, just where, how long the duration of each pitch is and which, which of the three pitches you choose, but you're kind of in this cloud.
Can we talk about Coda? Uh, yeah, sure. So Coda is another track from the same album, uh, which was actually the first piece that I wrote that was like a standalone piece for the Rhythm Method that was not also an existing song that I could play by myself on tour. Um, I have only ever played Coda with the Rhythm Method and I only ever will because um, it, it doesn't work otherwise. Um, and I actually wrote this for a concert where we were performing um, Bayburn's Five Movements for String Quartet, as well as John Zorin's Cat of Nine Tales, uh, which riffs off of Bayburn's Five Movements. So I thought I'll also riff off of Five Movements. Um, and I was reading up a little bit on the death of Anton Bayburn, how he was shot in sort of the aftermath of World War II during the Allied occupation um, because a, a North Carolinian army chef who'd had a little too much to drink uh, mistook Bayburn's lit cigar for a grenade or something like that. Um, so I thought this was kind of an interesting story and it inspired me to write uh, what I call a 12 tone pop song. Uh, so it's kind of neither 12 tone nor a pop song, but it's a little bit of both. And yeah. 12 tone pop song, I like it. And yeah, that's probably every, every European sphere that they'll get shot by a crazed American, you know. Lots of American spheres too. Yeah, I'm yeah. Well. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs>
victor the victory back in north carolina safe on the right side Let's talk about Inti's piece then. Does somebody want to speak to that? Yeah, since I picked this as my favorite, I will talk a little bit about it. Um, the thing that I really like about it is similar to what I think we've all been getting at is this mix of notated and improvised music. And like what Marina was saying about her piece, it's very concise, but presents a huge world of possibilities. Like the score is only one page long, but it's a whole universe. And there are a lot of different paths that you can take through it. So it really felt, it's super fun to play. And it's different every time, but there's enough of a core to it that's going to be repeatable. So it's interesting to hear multiple times and play multiple times, but you always know what you're hearing. You're like, okay, this is that piece. Um, yeah, and I really love the transitions, especially. There's this fun notation that Inti uses that is kind of a choose your own adventure kind of transition where it's like you got to get from there to there and i'm not going to tell you how to do it so you you have to kind of listen to the piece and say what does it need at this point to make sense and then that might be different for every quartet that performs it so it's a fun invitation to find solutions that's carrie fry talking about the piece we're about to hear and just before that, we heard Coda by Megan Burke, and that's on the new album, A Few Concerns, Megan Burke and the Rhythm Method, so be sure and check that out. And now we have time for one more piece, the piece that Gary was talking about, Talam, which means land. This is by composer Inti Figus Bisueta, 
And this is a live performance or a, a quasi live performance as part of Tribeca New Music Festival's Brave New World series. This is from the Cell Theater. So I want to thank Preston Stolle and the Tribeca New Music Festival for allowing me to use this recording. Here is the rhythm method performing Intifigus Visueta's Talam. For Relevant Tones, I'm Seth Bosted. Thanks so much for listening.